What am I willing to do to go get it? I push things aside just to go get it. I know my role and I play my position. You talking too much. Please learn how to listen. I never give up. I'm not quitting. Welcome back to the Y Network, where we interview every job occupation, A through Z, from the trash man to the CEO, and ask them why and how they started doing what they're doing so that you can find your dream job, too. I'm your host, Kojo Thompson, and today we have Miss Denise Libertrow. Now, Denise is the CEO and founder of Prosper Consulting. Denise is a nationally recognized consultant with inside knowledge of how businesses develop their compensation benefits, and employee leadership strategies. She holds many certifications, including an MBA and has directly worked with Fortune 500 uh, corporations in doing so. She has over 25 years of experience in compensation management under her belt, and she's going to help us answer questions like why you're still underpaid, mastering the work-life balance, how to be seen as a high performer, and is AI coming for your job? Now, Denise, shall I proceed? Yes, indeed. Let's go. Now, Denise, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you doing, Kojo? I'm doing very well. Now, Denise, I'm really excited for today's interview because I feel like we're going to cover a lot. Um, so I just let's let's go ahead and get this thing rocking and rolling. Uh, so how did this or let me say, why did you uh, even choose this uh, path for yourself? Um, well, it kind of chose me when I first started doing HR and compensation work for large companies. Um, I applied, and this will date myself, I applied to a job ad in a newspaper and um, thankfully got hired uh, for a role in a large financial institution out in Seattle, Washington, and um, had a tremendous boss and mentor who taught me how to do this type of work and then continued to provide value to a variety of different companies and industries like consulting, um, mining, and telecommunications, and loved it um, until I didn't love it anymore. And then I decided I was going to start my own business and take what I had done in Fortune 500 companies and share it with small and mid-sized companies. But I also have a unique expertise, and so I'm also a career and salary negotiation coach. So I help individuals um, plan their careers and negotiate to get paid what they're worth. Wow. Okay. So, I mean, that's real interesting. So, I mean, it seems that, you know, so you, you actually love doing, uh, the fortune 500 company stuff. And then, uh, what, like what really made you transition? What really made it like, okay, this is kind of, this is not really what I want to do. I really want to uh, focus on, you know, the smaller companies, uh, smaller mid-sized companies, and also, you know, helping, uh, that person trying to negotiate their salary or whatnot? I got to a certain point in my career where I wasn't feeling like what I was delivering was meaningful and was it wasn't fulfilling anymore in a mm -hmm. large corporate environment. Mm -hmm. And I got laid off and I had six months notice that I was going, my job was ending. And so I had I was started interviewing at other large companies and it just didn't feel good anymore. Mm. And so I started thinking, well, you know what, if I'm going to make the leap to start running my own business, why not now? And yep. so I, I lined up my financial situation so that I could make that leap knowing that um, I would probably take a while to ramp up my uh, pay as a business owner, which it did. Mm. And then I um, started networking and started sharing what I would do, built a website and, um, here I am, a 
about three years later, and I'm loving it, and I'm getting to have an impact with both employers as well as employees. And it's been one of the most fulfilling and growth-oriented journeys I've ever had. Wow, that's beautiful. And I'm, I'm very happy that you highlighted that right there because, um, you know, a lot of people start losing things when they get closer to their promises. Yes. So, you know, it, it I know it's kind of scary or weird or whatever or, you know, anything, but a lot of people um, listening to this podcast are like in the middle of that, in the middle of losing a lot of stuff. And they're like, or, you know, doors are closing and they just don't know what's going on. But just know that another door is opening at a, a way better one. So um, I'm really happy you highlighted that right there. Yeah, it's a it's a matter of having an abundance mindset versus the scarcity mindset. If you have an abundance mindset, you'll look at those types of endings in one part of your life and go, OK, that's not what I expected. And it's not maybe what I planned. But how can I reframe this? and think about it in a different way. And what is my next? What next yep. do I want to do? What next do I want to contribute? What next? Um, who gets to feel the value and the results that I can deliver? Who will um, pay me for that? And whether you're an employee or you become a business owner, um, you can take that value and expertise and experience that you have and then use that to um, launch yourself into whatever your next is. Beautiful, beautiful. And may I ask you even, you know, how you would even let me let me ask you real quick before we uh, dive into some of the more interesting questions, what an average day like is for somebody uh, who does your type of work? Um, for me, it's a combination of doing client work. Um, and then it's also a combination of business development and marketing. So I'll give you an example. So today talking to you, so this is marketing for me. Mm -hmm. um, but then I've got a couple of business clients a nonprofit, um, actually two nonprofits uh, that I need to do some deliverables for one is a company with about 25 employees, and I'm researching and telling them whether their benefits need to change or not. Um, the other company I had done a gender equity study on to make sure that they weren't paying men or women um, diversely different from each other um, based on the work that they did. So finishing up that. And then um, later tonight, I've got a networking event that I'm going to. And um, I've got a couple proposals and things and some coaching clients that I need to follow up on as well. So it's, it's a broad variety of things. A lot of times sitting in front of the computer or being on the phone. But I'm also out and about in the community. And yesterday I did a workshop for some executives and teaching them how to do a job search and what kind of secrets they needed to know. So it's a wide variety of things. Wow. Okay. Interesting. 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 Okay. So let's let's go ahead and dive into uh, some of the questions that I think a lot of the viewers really want the answer to today. Um, okay. Now, uh, let's start off with this one. So why you're still underpaid and how to negotiate paid benefits to earn your worth? What can you say about that to a viewer or a, a viewer who is an employee um, trying yeah. to you know, negotiate? So sometimes you're underpaid because the company... Um, chose to hire you at a rate um, that was a little lower than what market indicates because they were unsure of the value you can deliver. Uh, so I always coach people to make sure you're keeping track of the valuable results that you're delivering. And the way you communicate that is really important. I'm going to give you some tips. So first, you want to communicate it in the context of what the business defines as success. So if your business um, that you're working for, your employer, defines success as driving revenue or saving on expenses or 
um, getting more market share, you'll get to learn within the first few months of working there and sometimes just by reading their website, what are the important metrics for that organization. Mm-hmm. And then you talk about the results you deliver in the context of those success metrics for the company. And if you do it that way, you make it very easy for HR and leadership to say yes to paying you what you're worth. Mm. The second thing I would say is a lot of people don't do the research, figure out what should they be paid. So there's two steps in that. It's one, figuring out what is the job you're doing? What is that worth? And I'm happy to give your audience a free gift, which is a list of free resources where you can look up what is what are jobs worth. So mm-hmm. if people want to, if they want that free gift, all they have to do is email me and you can find my email address at my website, which is prosperconsultingllc.com. Again, that's prosperconsultingllc.com and just go to contact and you'll find my website or my email address and I'll give you the list of more than 14 resources of compensation data. Perfect. Do you do the research? We are going to touch back on that uh, at the end of the interview. I just wanted to slip that in there again. So we're going to sure. touch back on that. And so you do your research, what's the job worth? And then you have to figure out what are you worth within the range that those data sources tell you. So that is about, again, telling your story about the results that you deliver. And are you, should you be paid at the high end of the range, middle of the range, or the low end of the range? So you have to tell your story in a powerful way. And then I often will find people who are like, oh, I'm scared to ask for what I'm worth. I'm scared. How do I even start that conversation? And so I work with my clients so that I prep them to have that conversation in a way that does, so you don't come across as aggressive or entitled or arrogant. You come across as a business professional who recognizes the value they deliver and who can articulate a business case to make it really easy for senior leadership to say yes to what you're asking for. And of course, you'll get things like, oh, we don't have it in our budget and things like that. But I help my clients address those kinds of hurdles as well because I have more than 25 years of experience in HR and designing offers and compensation programs, I know exactly how to articulate um, comebacks to those types of hurdles. Um, so I help my clients with those things as well. Perfect, 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 perfect. And let's let's touch on the work-life balance because I mm. feel like that's a that's a biggie um, in in society today. So why does the work life, why is the work life blend broken and how to get your life in order? That is my question for you today. So first of all, I would say we are lousy at setting boundaries. Um, and, and I will tell you that I have a list of book recommendations on my website under the term research and resources, but I have book recommendations. One of them is, is a book called boundaries and you can go there and check it out. But, um, we are lousy at setting boundaries for ourselves, both in our personal and our professional lives. So I'll give you an example. I worked in a large corporation, was working 60, 70 hour work weeks. And while I can do that for short periods of time, I can't do that sustainably. And so I got to the point where I was running myself ragged and so was my team. And so I had to document what were, what was the workload at work and how had we resourced it with the people we had on staff and what was the work we couldn't get done. So it's about, it's about being open and honest to your senior leadership about what you can do and what you can't do. And I just made it easy for my boss. And I said, you know, if you want this other work done, this is how we're prioritizing it. If you want this other work done quicker, then you're going to have to give us more money, more people, more time. Um, if you don't, that's okay, or maybe we reach prioritize, but I don't have enough people and enough hours with the people that I've got who are working to get this all done. 
And so that helps. And then two, you have to learn because technology is so embedded in our life with, you know, access on our phones to so many different things at work. You have to get good at shutting things off. Mm. Um, and so there I, I would tell my team, you know, if I send you something after nine o'clock, it's because 9 p.m. at night. It's because I, I'm just thinking about it. It does not mean I do not want you to respond. Your work mm. day is starts at eight and it ends at five. And obviously if there's something urgent, I'll label it as such and, and we can address it. But um, that's just how I run. I kind of run 24 seven and that's how I get work done. But you don't have to work that many hours. And if you're overworked and don't have good work-life balance, you need to come to me as a team member and let's talk about it and let's brainstorm about how do we reprioritize, ask for more resources and get things done. So you have to take charge of your life. I think the other thing you have to realize is no is a complete sentence. Mm. We often don't say no to things. And I am, the older I get, the more I say no to things. And mm. I get really, really focused on what my top three priorities are or top two priorities are. And that's it. And until I get those done, everything else kind of sits. So it's wow. really about setting boundaries, saying no, and being really clear about what are your priorities. Okay. You know what? That that really uh, that really set a lot of things straight, I feel like. Uh, you know, a lot of things just got clarified right there in that last question. Um, so I thank you for that. Um, but, but let's answer uh, this one right here. So is AI coming for your job? And how do you stay relevant in the tech industry that's now taken over? Yes, AI, AI is coming for some jobs. There are some jobs that will be taken over by that. And there are aspects of some jobs that will be taken over by that. But here's the critical piece. For those of us who work in a situation where we have soft skills, we know how to influence, we know how to sell, we know how to create solutions, we know how to um, lead create a vision and get others to follow, we're going to be fine. Mm. So it really is about soft or you can call them those critical skills that can't be replaced by tech um, that you need to work on. Part of it is also emotional intelligence. If I firmly believe that we are in a situation now where it's less about being an employee and more about being a gig worker, um, a lot of companies, you know, are switching kind of their mindset from having a ton of employees to let's have a core group of employees and then we'll bring on contractors and consultants as needed to get projects done. Mm -hmm. And so it's a matter of how do you line yourself up with your education, your expertise and your experience, the three E's and get yourself the right background um, so that you can produce valuable results. And then how do you market yourself, whether you're an employee or a business owner to the right people so that you can always be employed, whether it's through being, um, a, a business owner or through being an employee, networking and building relationships with key people in your industry and profession are really critical. Um, and while AI is coming for some jobs, the other piece that you can do and, and proactively do is invest in yourself. Find a coach, um, continue to learn and grow your skills so that you keep up with what the marketplace needs. If you've graduated with a college degree, um, that's fantastic. And you've got, say, three to five years of experience or over 10 years of experience. You can't stop learning. The people who will be left behind in the new marketplace are the people who are unwilling to invest in themselves and are unwilling to get uncomfortable and continue to learn. 
Perfect. Wow, man. Like honestly, and you had you touched on so many points. I can't even. You know, I'm I'm just gonna focus on that last one. Like you, as a human being, you know, if if you're a school or not, you have to keep learning. No matter what, like no matter how old you, are. I've talked to retired teachers who are still learning and they're in their 80s. So you gotta keep learning, keep learning, keep pushing, keep making yourself better. That's an everyday. Right. So and um, keep being visible to the right people, so that if you get laid off or you decide you want to change jobs or you decide you want to become a business owner, be visible to the right people, so that you can consistently have income coming in. Um, what I do workshops for people who've been laid off every month and. Um, it is, it is heartbreaking to me to sit in a room where I've got people with decades of experience and they're like, I, didn't, I don't have a network. I don't even know where to begin mm. because 80% of jobs these days are not filled because you applied. 80% of jobs are filled because you are either already internally within the company or getting moved into the role or somebody on the inside is advocating for you as an external candidate. And mm. so that's really about building those relationships. And, and in a world where we are heads down, on technology and we don't look up and we don't strike up conversations with people and we don't know how to build relationships, that's really going to become a stumbling block because that's how, that's how you, that's how you survive in a world that um, needs and values relationships. Perfect, man. Honestly, that was great. You know, again, I'm, I'm just going to wrap that up with a, it's not what you know, it's who you know. So it let's is. go ahead. And, and it's who you know that knows what you can deliver. Exactly. Exactly. Perfect. And let, let me uh, we're, we're going to wind this uh, interview down with these last two questions. What do you feel that your impact is um, on a day to day? Now, uh, it doesn't have to be inside of work or outside of work. Uh, it, it could be anything. It's just what you're devoted to. What do you feel that you're devoted to? Um, my devotion is to making helping people become a better version of themselves. If you're a business owner and you hire me to help you with your rewards, programs, compensation, benefits, recognition, um, I'm going to ask you some tough questions and we're going to help you um, line up and make sure that you've got the right talent on your team to create the right results for your customers so that you can meet your business goals. If you are somebody who is a coaching client for me, I'm going to ask you some tough questions again and we're going to set some goals and we're going to work toward getting you in the right career, that gives you the right lifestyle that you want to lead um, with the right paycheck and a company that gives you, um, I have a lot of people who like to work for companies that have a strong social mission or doing some, some good in the world. So I help people find those types of companies that value and have good, healthy cultures where you can really produce and, and perform well. Mm. Um, so I'm making things better every day in my own little way as I work with both business owners and clients. And then I'm also a speaker. So I get to be in front of many groups and I do a lot of speaking um, conferences and in different organizations and share my knowledge. And so getting to help larger groups in that way is also very meaningful to me. Beautiful, beautiful. And again, we, we're just going to wrap up this interview with this last question. Uh, so. If there's one piece of advice you could give to somebody out there listening today who either wants to be in your shoes or just, you know, a general piece of advice for anybody out there listening that you got, what would that one piece of advice be? Um, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm. The, the thing that I see most that holds people back is fear. They're mm. scared to make a change and they want they choose comfort over growth. Mm. I agree. 
I 100% agree. And again, that's that's the whole thing about this podcast, really, uh, you know, just hearing inspiration from other people's stories of, uh, you know, how and why they started doing what they're doing. But the how part is really, you know, uh, a big factor, I feel like, because a lot of people are, um, you know, they're they're either tied to they're, they're usually tied to something. Um, for the reason why they're not doing what they really, really love to do or why yeah. they're not in the position they really, really want to be in. Um, either, you know, it's their parents that's holding them back saying, now nah, you you got to be a doctor or a nurse, but I really want to be a, a this or that. Or it's right. themselves holding them back. Um, a, a fear thing like, oh, maybe I, I, I don't think I'm going to be making uh, the amount of money I want if I go and do what I'm actually really good at. Or I don't know if uh, this is the cool thing to do right now. Um, the thing that I'm actually good at, but I'm trying to tell you, man, like if you, the the day that you decide to be who you really are, everything you really want will follow you. So it's, again, it's just a big, um, in order to get what you really want, first you must be who you really are. And y'all just gotta just do it. Just do it, please. Like I think I, do it. Yeah. I think that one of the things that I hear people in there say, like, well, I'm afraid. And mm. I'm, and I always tell people fear will never go away. You mm. see the big, big leaders in the world, Elon Musk and so many others, they aren't unafraid. They just do it anyway. Yep. It's really about taking courageous action every day towards your goals. And I'll give you an example. I taught a workshop yesterday to a group of executives and, and teaching them, you know, what are the secrets to, as an executive to get, to get in, um, to get your next job. Mm. And this one gentleman has got a tremendous opportunity. He's a cybersecurity expert. He's in his mid-40s. He's got this tremendous opportunity to launch a business, mm. but he has been paid well over a quarter of a million dollars in his past positions, and it's hard to walk away from that kind of a paycheck mm -hmm. to launch a business and go down to zero and build something. Yeah. And so he's in this quandary, and he's literally, as he was describing his business that he wants to build, it's a multi-million dollar business. I have yeah. no doubt if he goes all in on this and he's got the right backers and money and leadership behind him, I have no doubt he'll make it a success. But he's in this quandary, and he's kind of not all in in either his job search or in building this business and, and pursuing this idea. And so as I talked to him, I was like, you got to go all in on one of those. Yep. All in and let the other one go. But fear is what's holding him back. So it doesn't matter what age you are and what point in your life. If you can get past, if you can just acknowledge the fear and say, oh, yep, there you are. You're showing up. Nice to see you again today. And then just take action towards your goals and just get really focused. You will make it work. It's when you let fear stop you from taking action that you'll be miserable. A hundred percent. And you got to turn that fear into faith, guys. You got to turn that fear into faith. Fear and faith have a lot in common um, in the fact that they they make you, you know, they make you they ask us to believe in something that we can't see. So if you just switch that fear into faith and you take your leap of faith into that something that you can't see, I promise you it will work out. It will it will play out. I promise. It's just like playing a video game. When you play a video game, your your plan is to beat the video game, but you always start at level one and you just got to keep going and keep knocking it out. But you got to switch that fear to faith or else you will never go where you were destined to go. You will never fulfill uh, who you were destined to be. And uh, let, let's go ahead and uh, ask you, you know, about that free gift that you were talking about. And let's go ahead and uh, ask you about those websites, those anything that you want to shout out, your social media, anything. So let's go ahead and touch back on that. Yeah, um, the free gift is a list of more than 14 resources and where you can find free compensation data. And this is useful to not just employees, but to employers. 
Mm. Um, so if you want that, just go to my website at www.prosperconsultingllc.com and click on contact and shoot me an email. Perfect. And so, I will I will send you that gift. Um, and if you want to schedule a free strategy call with me and have a conversation with me, if you want to join me on um, Facebook or LinkedIn, it's all there on my contact page on my website. So go to prosperconsultingllc.com. Perfect. And again, that's prosperconsultingllc.com. Go ahead and pick up that free gift, guys. I'm going to go ahead and uh, pick up that free gift myself. I'm going to go ahead and uh, study up on it. And is there anything else that you need to shout out today for them, social media, anything? Uh, no, just um, don't be afraid if you're an employee to ask for more money if you're delivering the right results. And if you're an employer, um, reach out to me if you have any HR compensation questions, and I'm happy to help out. Perfect. And I think, wait, actually, hold on. Let me go ahead and uh, say this. So there are three types of work, people, a job, a career and a calling. Most people have a job. You're real lucky if you find a career and you're truly blessed if you find your calling. I really hope me and Denise help you find your calling here today. And that is a wrap. Wait, before you go, make sure to hit that subscribe button and tell a friend. Also, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at YI Network for weekly Big 3 takeaways. We're also on Facebook and LinkedIn at YI Network. And if you or somebody else you know loves their job and would love to share on the podcast, email me at yimpassionate at gmail.com. Again, yimpassionate at gmail.com. Have a good day, guys.